the word lazy is used when it's supposed to be used sometimes, but a lot of the times I feel like we're in a society where we feel pressured to always be moving, always being proactive, always being productive, and if you don't, then you lost the five minutes that you could have, yeah. that keeps adding up to your life, which equals to six months, and you could yeah. be six months ahead, <laughs> and you could have your own business by now. By 23, you could have, you could be the CEO, have a Lamborghini, or even a <laughs> Tesla, look at yeah. that. Your neighbor has a Tesla, and you don't. That was Nicole Holden, and you are listening to episode six of the Coleman Thompson Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have an awesome conversation for you. It was with my friend, Nicole Holden, and she's just an amazing person. She's a karate instructor. She is a senior in high school like me, and she is such a positive person, and I just love being around her. And I think she has some really awesome things to say, so please take some time to listen for that. Just a few things before we start. It is Thanksgiving week. I hope that you enjoy some time with family, even with COVID restrictions. I hope that you're able to make the best of it and think of all that there is to be grateful for in this world because this life is actually really, really amazing. And as you're starting to listen to this, I highly, highly recommend that you listen to it on a faster speed. At least that works for me. Maybe you enjoy listening to it on normal conversation speed, but we sound a lot smarter if you do listen faster and, you know, you get through it faster. So if you don't have as much time, you know, you can get all the information faster which is fantastic. So I recommend doing that for sure. And uh, I am still looking for original podcast intro music. If anyone knows how to do that or knows someone who knows how to do that, please just reach out to me. So this is an awesome conversation. We talk about not judging people. We talk about balance that's needed in life. We talk about laziness and how we need to look at things in a different way so that we're not comparing and so that we can actually become our best selves. And as we begin, I just want you to remember that these are just our thoughts. Don't take any of it as a hard set fact or opinion even from us because we're just trying to have a genuine conversation and these are the things that come out and hopefully they're useful even if they seem confusing or you disagree with how we see some things. And we even had some disagreements with some things in this conversation. Not huge things, just I think we interpret things in different ways which is really interesting and I learned a lot from that honestly she really <laughs> she asked me a lot of questions and I wasn't totally expecting it and my brain was going crazy the whole time and I was exhausted after it was actually pretty funny but I hope that you enjoy and let's go right into the episode all right hi I'm Nick <laughs> hi I'm Nicole oh thank you I'm Nicole too hi Nicole welcome how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm pretty good. That's what I said in the last thing to my cousin. Oh, okay. But awesome. yeah. All right. So I just want to start with asking you kind of what your interests are. And I mean this in a way to kind of get to know you in a deeper way because I don't like it when people say, what do you do? Then they just decide that based off of what I do, that's what they're going to think of me. So yeah. like, I guess what, not what do you do that? No. <laughs> what interests you and like why do you do those things and how do you think it helps you? 
I think the biggest thing growing up was socializing with people. Even though I would I would consider myself a shy kid, but I realized that the more I did talk to other people, when they would open up to me, that's like when I felt happier. Mm-hmm. And so I really like being able to make people's day. Yeah. And I've been able to do that with my job at karate, just at school, and just like volunteer work. Like everything I do, I I do it with purpose. I like yeah. I don't do things halfway because. If I do it halfway, there's no way for me to go back and do it even better. And then I overthink it and I'm like, dang it, I could have done it better. I could have done this, this and that. But yeah, honestly, I would just say the biggest thing that I love to do is make people's day and just be more positive and have an influence whether they take it or not. That's up to them. But I want to be a good example for others. Yeah, that's awesome. And one thing that you said is that you do you try to do everything you do with purpose Mm -hmm. and how do you feel that applies with school because i have a hard time finding purpose in a lot of things oh no definitely i'm not saying that i'm perfect and oh my goodness i I do everything with purpose but i found myself the more i do schoolwork thinking that it's assigned to me because of the grade or because of how many points is going on my grade i find that i don't want to do it Mm -hmm. then i do bad work yeah. And I don't like my results. Yeah. So honestly, it's almost like a fake it till you make it. Yeah. Where you honestly have to just put yourself in that position and say, look, this is whether it's good for me and whether I use it in the future, I need to do it and have fun doing it. Because there's no point in being like, oh, next week when all my homework is done. I'll finally be happy. It's like, yeah. I'll have to be happy now because <laughs> it's never going to stop. It's never going to stop, whether it's school, whether it's work, whether it's other people. I always have to find happiness now. So honestly, it's to me, it's like reading the scripture. Sometimes I get unmotivated, but that's human, of course. Yeah. And with other things, not just reading scriptures, it's like, oh, I'm losing motivation. It's like, well, I just have to keep doing it so that I'll get used to it. And I realize that without it, it's not beneficial because like yeah. when I don't do schoolwork, I feel something's off and it's not because I'm like, oh, I'm not stressing. It's like, no, I'm not filling my mind with things that are knowledgeable, even if it's just polynomials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it all comes down to the attitude. Honestly. For sure. Okay, so with school, do you feel like the way that it works kind of, I don't know, like with the grade system and stuff is beneficial because I personally find myself doing what I know the teacher wants me to do even though it might not be the best thing that I can do to learn from but Mm -hmm. like do you feel like you can find value in grades or is it I feel like yeah with attitude I can find value in in anything and like when you said like I'll do what the teacher wants me to do I think even that is a skill Mm because like when you go into work there's different bosses everyone wants different things and so I think, um, like, our teacher in English, her grammar was, like, one of the biggest things she would work on. Yeah, for sure. And in my college courses now, that's the last thing they they pick on. Yeah, exactly, because I'm doing a college writing class, and she doesn't worry about it. Yeah, and so so I think that's, like, a skill, because it's, like, my first boss could want more hours from me. He wants the passion. Maybe another boss wants more cleanup. Like, Mm -hmm. there's different things, and I think... Being able to identify what your teacher wants is a skill in life. And it's like every relationship and friendship is different. And so one person, you might have more fun going out, hanging out 
watching movies, another person you might just feel more comfortable talking and others you just don't really talk to, you just wave to. And I yeah. think for like schoolwork, I do think that those small things, if you can identify that, I think that's a talent and that's like learning something, whether it's what the subject is on or if it's something else. Cause there's also something, I forgot who it's by, but it's, I learned it in psychology, but the zone of prox- De- proximal development. Yeah, yeah. So it's like where you, it's from what the kid, what you want the kid, or in this case, what I learned, what you want the student to know from what they know, they need help. And so you need to somehow bridge them together. And it's in that kind of teaching, you help them while you're, instead of like just spitting out facts and lectures, and then they have to see how much they can memorize whether they lose it right after they take a test or not. I think the most important thing for education is to have an end goal. Uh and being able to see that end goal really makes a difference on how you prepare for that so if it's like oh my teacher is so this and that or my teacher sucks she only makes me do the grammar side of essays (laughs) it's like well maybe that'll help you with college applications maybe that can help you with this and that the ACT it's different things and being able to identify that and having value and Seeing your end goal is the most important part because if you're not seeing your end goal in anything in life, you won't get very far. Yeah, thank you for saying that because that I think that helps me a lot, and this is part of why I want to do this podcast thing is because once people get saying what they actually think, there's like some really good things to be revealed. But when you say that you know one teacher will focus on one thing, one teacher will focus on another, it makes me think of the way I view life as just this incredible opportunity to learn so much like in so many different ways and now that I think about it I think having a bunch of different teachers who have found purpose in teaching specific things they give you an opportunity to grow in so many different ways especially like in high school where you have like eight different teachers you can learn a lot from all of those people because I think that's why it's important to be social and to be able to communicate whether it's like having deep conversations or just small talk with people that you know in class I think it's really cool to be able to talk to different people because even like in seminary we we might not like know everyone there but we learn different things yeah because of what they say and like how they present themselves and it's not in a judge or you know judgmental way it's Mm -hmm. just being able to have different perspectives what some people might focus on is what others need more work on yeah for sure that's and I think that's part of what's so amazing there's like a very specific balance in this life that God's put on this earth of different people who all know and do different things and focus on different things and together it works as a big symphony (laughs) hello David (laughs) sorry Katie you're good (laughs) wait can I say something about the symphony yeah that it reminded me of I was actually talking to my sister-in-law about like because I was having a hard time with so many things balancing work school and like so many different things and there is a time where I thought everything had to be balanced like every day I had this much time to do homework this much time to read my scriptures this much time 
to go out with friends and be social and this much time to exercise and yeah. spend with family. And I had to have an equal amount and I'd be successful that day, like yeah. almost like a checklist. But the more I talked to her, more the more I realized the mission, you sacrifice a lot of those things. You sacrifice friends, you sacrifice family. And a lot of that is to spiritually grow and help others spiritually grow. Yeah. And so in life, it's like not every day should be balanced, but it's your entire life should be balanced. Cause yeah. There's sometimes in school, maybe this year, senior year or junior year, there's different years where you might have to be like, oh, this year I don't have too much. I'll focus on my social relationships. I'll focus on my college applications this yeah. year. And there's different it's things. True. and. I like how like that song says like it's like a symphony because not if not every note you also know this because of orchestra not yes. <laughs> every note is gonna be the same because that'll be boring in life. It's like the same thing. It's like nah, the bases gotta... are supposed to be exactly. Okay, the same. well maybe that's the bases, but <laughs> yes. as a whole symphony, as a You're whole right. orchestra, you got to have all of that, but not in the same day or even in the week. Yeah. Sometimes so... some weeks you gotta just study all day yeah so the symphony thing applies to a single person too like their mm -hmm. entire life yeah that's yeah. a cool way of thinking about it one thought i've had on that because i this is the first year in school i feel like i've actually been talking <laughs> and it's yeah. in some classes and not others but uh, what classes would you say you talk about seminary i talk the most in for sure a lot of classes i have with friends so like i won't talk to the teacher as much because i'm yeah. like joking around with friends most yeah. of the time and it was mostly seminary because I feel more value and I see more value in seminary than any other mm -hmm. class do you feel like you could change your attitude in order to like be able to talk to other people in that in the way in the same way you do in seminary in other classes or do you think it's more subjective like according to what you're learning uh man I do think it's definitely a choice mm -hmm. uh in classes where I haven't talked as much, but I'll think of like, oh, I know the answer to that. Yeah. And then I'll remember, oh, wait, I've like never said anything to the teacher before. For some reason, that makes me feel like I sh not that I shouldn't talk, but that like, I don't know. It makes me feel a lot less comfortable. If you know the answer to No, that? if I... Uh, if I haven't really said spoken up in that class oh, before, yeah. and this is what it is with seminary, it's like every time we go into the se into seminary, I have to say stuff at the beginning of class, or I'm like not gonna say anything the whole time. Yeah. It's like a choice I have to make every single day and every single thing, and it makes it it can make it really difficult. And I'm sure at some point it'll become second nature, and I'll just. Do you think it's because you're overthinking it? Uh, probably, <laughs> <laughs> and I really love observing people and just like thinking about what everyone else is thinking and you know I this is the first time especially trying to do my podcasts and stuff that I'm trying to express my thoughts to the world because I've always just tried to think super deeply about what everyone else is saying mm -hmm. and the my only the only problem with me doing that has been that I haven't talked as much as I probably could what that, that I could have yeah and I don't know if I would say should have because now I'm realizing in a way that all those years of not saying much taught me that I want to say more because right when mm -hmm. I started talking more, I'm like, man, this is where it's at and why do I really care? <laughs> why, do I, <laughs> why do I really care that much about what other people are thinking? And I don't, I'm not, there's not anything that I'm going to say that's like not saying offensive things, but yeah. <laughs> most of the time it's, yeah. And that's, 
it's weird for me to hear other people like say, oh, your podcast is up. And I'm like, ah, this is actually a thing that other people are, are listening to. But I don't know. Just being in the room with you right now, like it makes it a whole lot easier. And I don't know who's going to listen to this, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully people learn stuff from it. And hopefully it's useful. <laughs> I agree. As a teacher, though, when my students, the ones. And sorry, that... you haven't said it yet, but you're. You teach karate. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my official introduction. I'm a head <laughs> instructor at Bobby Lawrence Karate. <laughs> no, but, I, yeah, I do teach um, karate to all ages. But no matter what age they are, when I do see students that are a little bit shy, but they, they like, get out of their shell, either if it's just talking to one friend in specific, and I can tell that they've they're having like a little moment or even just talking to me and nobody else when I do see them open up differently it makes me really happy or even if they don't talk to people and they don't they're not very outspoken but I can see them try more in Mm -hmm. what they're doing like if they come to class with a better attitude or I see them progressively get better at yeah their attitude or but just how they present themselves, even confidence, that makes me happy as a teacher. And yeah. so if I feel like if you decide to, oh, the entire year I haven't talked to the teacher at all, that last week of school, you could even start talking and it'll still make their entire year, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, and it, it's true. That's <laughs> like just the classes right now that I haven't talked to the teachers, I seriously struggle to and I don't know. I think it is, it's a big thing, and reputation is something that I think about a lot, and I think about, it, maybe I overthink about it, but I think a lot of people, the reason they stay where they're at, like they don't change in social situations, and they don't open up anymore, is because, you know, for the longest time, they've just been kind of someone who's just there listening, or laughing, or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. not one of those people who talks more, and when they finally open their mouths, they don't feel as comfortable and other people Mm -hmm. like aren't you know they've they see a reputation in them like they're just like oh wow you you don't usually say anything and I don't know how to respond to you yeah I think to me I had a major change from I still remember it's funny from fifth to sixth grade but it was a major change in attitude I feel like Mm -hmm. because I moved to a different school and it wasn't even that like big of a deal like it was just elementary school yeah it was just like from one city to the other like I was fine and I had my cousin that I didn't have before so I moved to a different elementary school I had friends that I knew there and I had a cousin and they're all in my class it's just that I was still super duper shy because I was super duper shy in other school but so I was like oh I should still I don't usually talk so that's what I'm gonna do now but in in sixth grade that's when I was like I found friends that I felt comfortable and I was opening up to them and I was like, if they're not judging me, why should other people judge me? And if they do, then that's like up to them. Like I can't Yeah, and it's it. not a big deal anyway because yeah. most of the time that's out of your control. Yeah, so that's how I learned to just not really care. And, yeah. and the biggest change in my life was probably becoming a karate instructor because... Yeah. Like, there's so many things that I had to break, so many habits, so many things I had to create when I did teach. Because kids, they're not going to find serious things funny. And then, yeah. so I had to become <laughs> really goofy sometimes. I had to know when to be active so they wouldn't get out of control before my entire class was running around. There were so many things that I had to, and so 
just being able to learn those things, like those fundamental principles, I just think was really cool that now I can like identify and I have like the gift of discernment, I feel like yeah. because of things from my experiences and being able to know that's why I don't really care what others think because there's different ways for everyone. I feel like everyone has an individual reaction mm -hmm. to what they're going through and there shouldn't be a judgment like yeah. everyone goes through different things yeah and it's so true and you know with that it feels like everyone know like is aware of that principle mm -hmm. like everyone's like oh yeah we shouldn't judge and you know jesus says don't judge and all these things but i feel like people don't understand how to apply it and you know i i think all of us have work to do we i'm sure we judge people oh, on sure. some level mm -hmm. but is there anything that you found like just kind of in the act of trying not to judge people that people can actually like apply and make it a reality to not judge people as much? Honestly, I'm a big believer of just experiencing things and I've been on the receiving end of judgment just because I've grown up bilingual and like I wasn't like, I, you could say I was a minority in schools yeah. even though I wouldn't really call myself like <laughs> Hispanic I mean I guess I am blood yeah. but like I found myself growing up that I was like oh I don't know that word in English but I do in Spanish and people would look at me differently because I had to explain to them what I was talking about instead of saying the word cricket you know there's different things yeah but that was like when I was very little yeah, but that's funny. now it's like of course English is my first language now but there's been experiences where it's I know that I wouldn't have gone through those if I was just completely white, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. But just, so I have been judged before from like my race, even though like I might not look. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I see. Yeah. But from like the receiving end of those things, and I I could even say that being a female is, is one of the things that, um, can come with judgment yeah but um and i'm not like nick picking up no, just giving I, examples I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah just being able to understand how it feels like to be judged i bet you feel judged sometimes yeah in different things but i feel like when you have compassion when you understand what others people what other people feel that's when you truly start to understand that um everyone's equal everyone's going through different things some people have a certain belief system that they cling on to whether it's their religion or the principles that they abide by yeah there's different things that um people use to get over things and some people don't have that some people aren't as privileged to have a certain experiences or beliefs and so they turn to other things that yeah. aren't so good and so I just think it's really easy for people to put labels yeah. on others without knowing them. Mm -hmm. So I just like to be able to, the first time I see someone is compliment them. I honestly, yeah. like I've been, I started to do that out of habit because I feel like I do that with the kids because yeah, awesome. I want them to feel genuinely and it's and it's genuine when I do yeah. it because it's like oh I want to know how the kids doing like maybe they had a bad day I can cheer them up before yeah. we go into class because there's no reason for me not to do that and yeah. so I've had I've created that habit of complimenting people complimenting people and feeling and them feeling welcomed when I first meet them and so being able to have that mindset when I meet someone I don't really think of the labels that they have mm -hmm. I just think of 
something really cool or that they're wearing maybe it could be totally appearance wise but yeah. it, it's, it's the little thought that counts I feel like to just have the mindset that everyone's equal everyone's going through different things everyone has phases yeah yeah so uh, one thought I had while you're saying that because you were talking about being on the receiving end of judgment yeah I think that is huge because I think people need to recognize when they're on that receiving end recognize what it feels like and you know understand that you don't want to put other people through that mm-hmm. <laughs> one thing for me that I've noticed is just every time you experience something out of the ordinary in your life you can use that as an opportunity to uh, understand someone else that you haven't understood before mm-hmm. like for example a couple of weeks ago I like had a really really bad stomach ache <laughs> and I usually am physically pretty fine but like it was so like I couldn't move or do anything and it kind of gave me a whole new respect for people who have to go through that kind of stuff all the time mm-hmm. or even just if they're going through it for a little bit not being like oh get over it or because <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's very very a lot more very very a lot (laughs) it's very real to other people and you don't have to have insanely huge experiences and you can hear other people talk about things and start to understand those things from their perspective you don't have to just not judge people with none of your own experience to back up that act of trying not to judge so one other thought I had as you were talking about complimenting people that's something that I seriously struggle with and one thing I've noticed, I don't, I don't say mean things to people yeah. because I don't usually say anything to people. <laughs> <laughs> Comments is so like quiet. my way of being a nice human is just being the person who sits there and like listens and laughs or whatever. <laughs> and part of my problem is I'll be in my own head a lot and the, doing the podcast thing is helping me be able to listen to other people more. This is only my second interview, but I already... <laughs> I already feel it's good. It's a life-changing experience. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. I'm going to cry. <laughs> but it's cool that you have like genuine compliments for people. When talking to someone who like you don't talk to a lot, what are things you look for to be able to compliment people? Well, just the other day, um, I remember I was walking into work. Oh, yeah, it was yesterday. I was walking into work, and one of my coworkers was doing a private lesson with someone I've never met. He's never met them either, but he had to step up and do an intro with someone they never met. And that's, of course, when you get new students, that's that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. You've got to meet new people and teach them, so you've yeah. got to get comfortable. But they were close to the end of the private lesson, and he asked me, my coworker asked me if there was anything else that she needed to work on. And, of course, I don't know her, so I just started talking to her about what she knew and then I started to kind of take over the private lesson even though I wasn't the one in charge but I would just genuinely want to talk to her because she was interesting I could feel that she was getting excited about (laughs) doing karate and um so there's a couple things that I was working with her on and I was just looking at the details and how she would do things and then I could see how she was reacting to those things if she she was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, and just different things like that. Then I would ask her how school was going. Just, I guess you could call it small talk, but I was genuinely interested in how she was doing because I've yeah. never met her. I asked her name, how she was doing, and I liked the bow she was wearing, so yeah. I complimented that, and then I talked <laughs> to the mom for a bit. And yeah. 
And those are things that I've learned through experiences yeah. that it's like before you could ask me two years ago, oh, talk to these people. There's no way I'm going to talk to someone <laughs> I don't know, first of all, and their parents. But it comes naturally the more you do it. So I feel like yeah. practice. Yeah, for sure. So uh, to me, I guess that's a different like experience. But it just happened yesterday. But of course, for a minute, I was like, whoa, I've never met this person. But I was like, they've never met me. They're probably feeling the exact same yeah, way. Exactly. And I'm teaching them, telling them what to do. So I just tried to make it as comfortable as possible. And I was like... She's not too much younger than me. She can be my new best friend too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one takeaway I get from that is like, there's always something good about anyone. <laughs> yeah. And you know, just spending the smallest amount of time with someone, you can already see things that are good or mm -hmm. see things that you want to connect with. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, that might be something that I think a lot of people, including myself, need to work on. Yeah, because, I mean, when I meet new people, I remember when I was little, I use, I always use karate as an example, but yeah. that's honestly where I've learned so much mm -hmm. from. And I remember being a kid and being a student and walking in, having a bad day at school, and I was like, dang it, I've got to go to karate. This is mm -hmm. going to be the longest class ever. I walk in, and the first thing my teacher says Hey, Nicole, how was your day at school? What were you doing? And maybe I could say, it was a bad day. And I start pouting. <laughs> but they make it an experience. They make it good. They make memories. I still think back on, like, the classes I've had, the people that were there. I still yeah. have contact with my old instructors, even if I was, like, six. Like, yeah. they're my Facebook friends now, you know? <laughs> and, or, like, listening to the music I used to listen to when I would go into karate. I listen to now and I'm like whoa that was a great time yeah but just being able to look back on that I want the kids to have the same like experience and not only my students but like my friends as well yeah like I might not be friends like my friends right now might not be my friends forever mm -hmm. but I want them to look back and say wow she was a great friend or yeah. she was there for me when I needed it and even if she didn't offer to talk that day or that week or she wasn't yeah. available to call she was always willing to help and be positive. Like she yeah. was always there and trying to, she was like genuine. She cared yeah. about me. And that's like all I want for people to feel like comfortable, connected if they need anything, even if it's like something, if it's a homework or, hey, I need advice on this. You can come to me. I might not give you the best response, but <laughs> I'll give you my support and my yeah. help. And I hope that's enough, you know? Yeah. One thing that I have, I don't know if it was completely related <laughs> one thought that just as you were going with that is I guess it was when you said that you want people to be able to remember you as like this good person who helped them and mm -hmm. all those things yeah one thing I've noticed especially in high school is for some reason everyone I mean everyone is <laughs> drifts toward the negative like a lot and mm -hmm. people who aren't one of those outgoing positive people feel like that those outgoing positive people have just had an easy life where it just comes naturally to them yeah. and those types of things. I personally have a hard time sometimes talking about good things. Like I find myself being with friends and like we're feeding each other's bias about how much we hate this class or something. <laughs> I <laughs> fall into that. Yeah, of course. And I think everyone does, but... <clears throat> uh, oh my gosh. <clears throat> <laughs> but I think you kind of, you need to balance it out with positivity. And what, the biggest example that I see in school is... 
Oh, I slept two hours last night. Oh, I slept one hour last night. I slept. I didn't sleep at all last night. You sleep? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's something that I'm like trying to break through and try to spread some sort of positive something. With yeah. It. I don't know. But how have you been able to? spread positivity and do you feel like people have been able to notice that you've gone through a lot to be where you are with that like how how have you shown that you've transformed to be able to become who you are because most of the time I think people just see people as they are and they're like oh man they must have always been like that but mm-hmm. how have you shown how, how have you helped people know that it took work and it took sacrifice or mm-hmm. whatever it took. Honestly, I don't realize when I do transform until I look back. Mm-hmm. I can't know cuz I don't I'm not listening to what others say too much and I'm not in other people's heads so I can't understand how much they do think I've transformed if they've known me forever and I've had compliments where it's like, "Wow, you're so grown up. You're a beautiful young woman." When the last time I saw them I was 3, you know? Yeah. But there's there's different things because there's bad days there's horrible days Mm -hmm. there's the best days and i'm like having you know there's just different days for me i'm not always super duper positive but i find when i do try to be positive things work out better yeah when i'm having the worst day and i just wallow and i'm like today was a bad day and it's gonna be a bad day yeah I don't get anything done. And then I look back, I'm like, (laughs) I know if I changed my attitude, I could be better. And so just to me, I guess the biggest transformation is learning through the experiences. Yeah. And I always, I always say that, but it's, it really is. Well, it's it's so true and it's personal for everyone. And that's why, and there's a really cool book that I was reading called Man's Search for Meaning. Oh, I talked about this in my last podcast. Okay, here we go. But (laughs) he just says that no one else can tell you your meaning and that it's something that you have to find for yourself. And, you know, some people might think, well, we all have, like, the purpose of becoming, like, God or whatever, Mm -hmm. which is true, but it everyone's so individual and everyone has such a personal experience that the meaning is brought it to you in different ways, I Mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. What are some ways that you feel like you've been able to just find meaning (laughs) in existing? (laughs) Honestly, the biggest thing I've done recently where I've fallen back and forth through, but I know it's so good for me, is just the small downtime that I do have instead of checking social media, checking emails, like those can wait, but sometimes... Just being able to wake up and listen to a positive song is great. Or maybe on my way to work or on my way to school listening to maybe a hymn. Or Mm -hmm. even if it's farther away and I have time, a conference talk. Or while I'm getting ready because that takes a little bit of time while getting my her all nice and done, you know? I can can see that. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Just woken up and brush it. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> At least three conference talks. No, but just those small things really, really... I could see the blessings in it, honestly. Yeah. And I feel I can get work done. And even if I don't get it done, I feel fulfillment yeah. every day. 
and so and being able to do that and just like and honestly having good friends and having good people in my life supporting me and feeling that they want to be in my life yeah. is a huge thing yeah because if it's like I'm having a great day and then I feel something if I feel like a friendship like they're struggling if I'm helping them and I can feel that they can recognize that I'm trying to help them yeah I think that makes my day even better and like positivity goes around and they feel better yeah but if it's like people shutting you out of course the people need time and things but I'm a really sensitive person where if someone's having a bad day I start to feel that way as well if yeah. I spend too much time with them or if I'm trying to help them out I end up being sad myself which I've learned to not do and I'm doing a lot better at it yeah. being able to help and I feel like that's the biggest thing that I needed to work on just because every single time there's someone sad I know someone's going to come to me and yeah. I can't always be sad all the time because someone's having a bad day you know yeah. it's like it's transferring like energy almost where someone's having a oh, bad yeah. day they come to me oh well, I can help you and then I have a bad day and they're having a great day you know <laughs> so I have to like yeah. over not overcompensate but I just I've learned to stay happy with what I have yeah and because honestly I feel blessed and I feel like I have everything I want yeah. but I just need to realize that I have the blessings and I can help people that are having bad days and there's never a point in time where there's nothing I can't do and mm -hmm. or nothing that other people can't do yeah. I feel like everyone if they put their mind to it they can do it eventually yeah so you talked a little bit like about the transferring of energy thing which yeah. I think is really real and uh, yeah I've experienced that because like I've talked to people and they like are super down and just for me to be able to boost them a little bit I feel like it takes a lot of my energy mm -hmm. <laughs> so like they might feel a little bit more positive but like I it just kind of puts yeah drains me for mm -hmm. sure and that's something that we all need to be feeding each other is that positivity and it's funny because <laughs> Star Wars talks about how like there's <laughs> <laughs> there's like balance in the force right <laughs> which you know I think is true to some degree like in real life there's like a balance of good and evil but I think it's possible for there to be a lot more good than evil like we can work toward that because it's an individual thing mm -hmm. I'm, I just debunked Star Wars there you go <laughs> yeah <Watch laughs> I don't know where that thought, <laughs> was a really smart thought all right <laughs> <laughs> One other thing you were saying, like, with surrounding yourself with good people, and like you said, like, listening to his conference talk in this situation and listening to positive music doing this, I think knowing yourself is a huge thing that we all need to do, like, knowing how we can uh, lift ourselves up in certain situations. Because I remember it was a camp out a few years ago that I went on that this one person was talking about knowing himself, and he's like, yeah, I know that I need to set nine alarms to get myself up <laughs> but, so that you can press snooze and by the time you press enough snooze you're up on time yes <laughs> stuff like that but like just knowing yourself in the most simple way i think is absolutely crucial and taking the time to ponder on what you've done or what you've learned is really really big in developing and being able to be a positive person 
because just like the other night, for example, I was just, you know, I've, I listened to books and podcasts a lot and stuff and Mm -hmm. I was trying to listen to one and I just wasn't feeling it and I hadn't listened to music for a while. So I decided to try to listen to music while I was doing my math homework (laughs) and it was actually really good. And then my mom walked in and I was singing and it was weird. But <laughs> <laughs> That's when you sing louder. Yes. And you make her join. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> sure. So we're in the same seminary class. And yes. I feel like, and I think this happens all the time in so many different classes and stuff. We have like the same five kids <laughs> who talk. Like me, you, and then like a few other kids who will talk, and then no one else will say anything unless they are called upon to do so. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) But I don't know. What are, how do you think we can help those kids? And, you know, this applies to anyone's class anywhere. Uh, How do we, how do you think we can help those kids who haven't maybe seen the value in speaking up or they are too nervous to speak up to be able to do that honestly sometimes you don't even have to speak up i think some kids if they have the best day in seminary and they're they don't have a feeling oh i should say this or they're having the best time the greatest time listening to you i and three other kids talk (laughs) in seminary that's all they want that's all they need, you know? But if it's people that are really thinking about, oh, I should have said this, I should have said that, honestly, just say it. There's yeah. no point in not doing it. Because yeah. I remember learning, um, I had that same struggle, but then I heard someone say, if you say what you are feeling, it's going to help someone in the class for sure. Whether mm-hmm. it's now or later, they can look back on it. Everyone's got memories. But if you say something, you could answer someone's question. You could answer could... your own question. And because oh, okay. one time, let's go. Let's go. All <laughs> hey, right. Sorry. Taking over. Colin. All right. Let's go. No, keep going. No, one time because you know in our class we all wrote like anonymous questions and stuff, um, like at the beginning of the year, and then we'll answer oh. them together as a class at the yeah. beginning of class, mm-hmm. and then like one week mine came up, <gasps> and then I started. I decided to an- try to answer my own question and like in doing in that action of like trying to do it I like kind of figured out some answers to wow, my questions. it's almost as if the <laughs> spirit was talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Yeah. No, but yeah. You can answer your own question even if you speak up. You're like, "Oh, I should say this." You say it out loud and hearing yourself gives you a different feeling or different answer. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> And yeah, that's that. I like that you talked about like you don't have to speak up to get stuff out of seminary or to feel good about it. But I think most of the kids who don't speak up, or not most, uh, some of the kids. Let's just say I I, I just want to focus people on people like individually, but just yeah. people who just don't feel comfortable. And part of it, they might be subconsciously thinking like, oh man, I just don't ever say anything, and I don't know anyone in this class, and mm-hmm. I just don't feel very comfortable. Uh, speaking up I don't I've tried to because I personally have I kind of had to go through a personal development to realize that I wanted to speak up and Mm -hmm. I I don't know how can we help other people understand that they have that power to start to speak up when they need to yeah I I understand (laughs) you understand um how can people who oh man I'm 
I'm like stumbling hardcore. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, you've got an edit button. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so one thing that helped me out was talking to our seminary teacher, kind of just at the beginning of the class, and helping her get to yeah, yeah, helping her get to know me a little bit. And that's kind of one of piece of advice I have for everyone: try to get to know people individually because. And that's why, you know, I love individual conversation and stuff. And that's why for the longest time I never spoke in seminary <laughs> is because I'm like, oh, I just want to talk to people one-on-one. But then it was cool. Jordan Peterson talks about how no matter when you're talking, whether you're talking to 100 people, whether you're talking to one person, you are talking to individuals. Mm-hmm. You are talking to just one person because... It's not like the audience has this mind as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> and Jordan Peterson talks about, like, you look out on the audience and he, he will look at specific people and talk to individual people. So I think, and that's one realization I just had, just kind of talking to the seminary teacher or talking to someone else you think could use help in that class, um, that might be a reason for you to speak up in a way that makes it better. Yeah. yeah, I think that's good. Um, I like how you understand what works for you. Yeah, because that might not work for someone else's goal, yeah. and that's feeling through, feeling the same way and going through the same thing, just because everyone else reacts differently. But yeah, that's a great way to feel a lot comfortable. Yeah. I do that with my students because I can feel a change in their energy. I can ask them what's wrong, mm-hmm. whether it's before, or after, or during class. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I think it's important to just establish whether it's a little bit more of a conversation with your teacher or I remember in sixth grade when I opened up, that's like my first transformation. I would, I was the class clown. (laughs) I went from the shy kid to just saying random things, even if no one, if it was just my friends laughing, if I said something funny. The teacher looked at me weird, but I was dying with my friends. Like, that to me helped me, I guess. And then it transformed into me joking with my teacher just because he knew that. And then I still talk to my teacher sometimes. It's so funny. But, um, yeah, just I feel like if you have a feeling that you're like, if you want to talk, do it. Or if you have a feeling... Oh, I want to make a joke. Just go ahead and do it. And if you yeah. get like a bad reaction, you're going to get that in life. They <laughs> just take it. Yeah. And one thing on that people who are the most successful are also the people who people hate the most for some reason. Like some of the, you know, like Tom Brady, for example. Oh, I wouldn't know. But yeah, I'll leave with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. But everyone hates that guy, even though he's like one of the best football players and i feel like that just like anyone who's successful there's always going to be i can feel people say that's your opinion (laughs) yeah football is aggressive Sorry, (laughs) it's very aggressive (laughs) but yeah and i think as you become more successful you get to know more people and then no matter what there's going to be more hate or negativity that comes your way mm-hmm. and i don't know how how are ways that you've been able to focus on the positive because one thing i've noticed is that and i've heard lots of people talk about this is like let's say someone posts something on youtube and then there's a hundred comments and then there's one comment like everyone else is like great job and then there's one comment who's like this sucked 
and then it like ruins the person who created it <laughs> like it ruins their day and they like can't stop thinking about that one negative thing so yeah you get what i'm saying yeah i do get what you're saying but things like that it's all about attitude or at least to me personally yeah. to me it's the attitude because i've gotten critiques especially when i've like say i made a combo for something i've been featured in like that music video there's yeah. things i look back on i'm like that was disgusting that <laughs> i should have never done that or you know or even people saying that to me in front of my face or behind my back but to me it's like i just gotta take it oh okay yeah cool. <laughs> it's it's all about the attitude and if it really hurts me i gotta understand they're probably not thinking too much about what they said yeah. um not taking things personal is a big thing yeah honestly sure. and it's a lot easier said than done yeah but um yeah it's just, it, even if those comments like you said for example even yeah. if all of them were negative comments there's one great one <laughs> i'm gonna cling on to the good one yeah you know? i know but if for i sure. see that one bad comment i'm just gonna take it i'm gonna go awesome cool. <laughs> all right and then yeah. just keep going like of course if it's great criticism like oh you should have done this better or or if it's straight out like that was disgusting yeah what could i have done to make it better please tell me <laughs> if they can't say anything sorry i can't take it to criticism yeah. i can't take it to heart and fix what i'm doing you yeah know? if it's just straight up just a hate comment or just mean they're they just want a reaction and I'm not gonna give it to them yeah. not, I'm not gonna give the reaction <laughs> they want that was super stupid cool right. <laughs> so that's honestly what I've been doing yeah. <laughs> when I get hate okay, and cool. yeah when you were like talking about looking back and there's some things that like you might regret or you're like wow why the heck would I do that yeah. um I th I think in when 10 we... years I'm gonna do the same thing about things I'm doing now so. yeah but not this podcast no. oh never <laughs> oh you're not gonna look back and say Ooh. but I mean every time I've tried to do something on like YouTube or whatever I've been like looking back I'm like oh my gosh why would I do that <laughs> but um in the present moment I've realized that when you look back at your life it's uh it's kind of useless to think of anything as a waste of well okay let me <laughs> it's weird okay so <laughs> i don't believe that so if you're willing to change for the better in the president in the president in the present moment you <laughs> nothing that you've done before that is a waste of time if you're willing to turn that into something for your good like the scriptures talk about how all things can work together for your good. So, for example, I think there's been many years and many times in my life where I feel like I've wasted like an entire day's worth of time or like even months, like, oh, I wasted that entire summer. But it kind of turned, it's, I don't think it, <laughs> I think you can learn something from everything. But what, the, okay, now my question, when you think about, oh, I wasted all of like my entire my entire summer all the three months <laughs> why do you think you wasted it that is a good question because everyone else is out doing all these super fun things and i do like you know i'll go to an amusement park once and then i'll go on one hike and like that might be my whole summer and then i see other people doing all of these other things that might be why i feel like i've wasted my time sometimes <laughs> 
And I've realized that I think I have needed a lot of that time that felt like it wasn't very productive. Um, I needed that time to realize that I wanted to be more productive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think we have the power to make anything that we do not a waste of time. Everything that we've done in the past, we don't have to view it as a waste of time. We can view it as, okay, I want to do this differently. Well, what would you do? We can be specific on this thought. Summer that you felt... I mean, every oh. summer, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> summer, it just summer. always happens, and then, like, at the end of the summer, I mean, this year was weird, but by, the by like, August, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to go do a bunch of fun things, because I did nothing over that summer, but sorry, what were yeah. you saying? So, because you said you felt like you wasted it, because you went to, say, one amusement park and one hike, what do you wish you would have done differently then? People go, (laughs) this is a comparison issue for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Just lots of people will like go out with friends like almost every day or like every week and go do something fun or they'll Mm -hmm. go on these super long big trips and stuff. And maybe I'm just seeing the people, maybe there's a lot more people like me who didn't do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, sorry, what was the question? (laughs) Oh, what was the question? Just um, why do I... Oh, yeah. What do you think you could have done? Or what? Not what you could have, because obviously you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you always have... How what many can summers? I do differently the next no, time I what, have this opportunity? <laughs> yeah. Not everything's like that serious, but what do you... What did you want to do instead? Like, what do you want to do instead? Um, Hang out with my cousins more, go on a camp out, go to the amusement park five times i don't know it's just wanting to have like more more, yeah yeah and more fun what do you do you think there's something in specific that's not allowing you to do that or is it just yeah i think most of the time it's been my uh it's kind of been laziness in a way yeah i've been like man it'd be way easier just to hang out at home than to get ready to go on a camp out or something yeah but i guess something that's helped me get a little better at doing things that I think would be valuable is seeing how valuable they really are especially like when I look back on them and do you think everything you do has to feel like you have value in order to feel successful or good I feel like it's possible to make it so that um you get to the point and it's not like an end point but like you progressively make it so you feel like you have more purpose in everything you do Mm -hmm. and so you can get value out of all of those things yeah, that's 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 really good to have. Do you think you can have a day where it's like no stress, just do whatever you want? Maybe it's not even productive, like no podcasts, no reading scriptures, no doing your homework. It's just a day of just laziness. Do you feel like you wasted that day? Or do you feel like that was well needed for my mental health? Or it's just I wanted to be yeah. lazy that day, so I did. Yeah, so I think the person I used to be that was needed sometimes yeah but like with who i am now i do need some of those things and like i've kind of started making like morning and nighttime routines where i just make sure there's these things that i do for sure that will and how do you feel when you don't like accomplish those things in your routine i mean the best mindset to have is i'll do it tomorrow and (laughs) like i'll i have to you know like let's say it's over like i can't change anything like i'm gonna have to do better tomorrow but like in the moment i guess sometimes and maybe this is kind of to my it's not good for me sometimes because i'll think like 
oh man, I'll just have a lazy day today and I'll learn from that. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll learn from that that I need to do better in the future. But if I do have that mindset, sometimes it's like, and what do you I mean justify by doing do more lazy things. Future, like not having a lazy day. Do you feel like having a lazy day is bad? <laughs> depends on the person, depends on the day. I don't know. <laughs> ah. Depend. Okay, let's talk about you then. Yeah, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like if you have a lazy day that it wasn't, like productive or like if you have a lazy day do you feel like oh i should have done better i I should have zero lazy days only successful that's the only way i'm gonna feel good about myself before i can accomplish this and this and that no No? i mean i think it's important to have days where you feel like relief from stress of the world i and it's not even like on a day thing sometimes because sometimes i'll be like i'm gonna have a lazy evening and just watch a movie yeah. And those types of things, and I do think that that is needed sometimes. And for you, what what is a lazy evening, or like, do, what what are things that you would do that you would consider non-productive, and why? So, that's actually man, that brought a bunch of thoughts to my head. <laughs> You're welcome. So, <laughs> thank you. So, oh man, now that I think of it, so when I would view a lazy day, uh. It would mostly be things like watching a movie or like playing board or video games with like my sisters or whatever or hanging out with friends. That's what I view to be the more lazy thing because I'm not doing like these productive school type of things. And but I think those are those are needed and they're very productive. Yeah, (laughs) they're productive in your relationships and those relationships are eternal. So you need to get better at those types of things. Do you feel like friendships, if they're not going to be eternal, you shouldn't put as much effort as you would without knowing they're not eternal? I think that every interaction you have with everyone is eternal. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, you might not see your friend for the rest of your life, but there's something in you that you learned from them. that you will bring on for the rest of your life and that piece of what they taught you of their soul that they nourished within you that they had is something (laughs) that nourishment yes (laughs) is something that you will carry on through eternity so i i think that it is all eternal and all the everything that you do is something that is going to affect you forever (laughs) and it sounds it sounds kind of daunting like oh my gosh everything i'm doing right now is uh like changing the course of my life and i mean it might not be changing the course of your life but it affects you in some way yeah and small detail yeah yeah so going back to the lazy thing what is lazy then (laughs) um i think lazy is when you decide to do something that it's kind of like the natural man type of thing you fall into like just not wanting to work or do things so laziness to me would just mean doing something else when you know that there's something better that you could be doing yeah and that could even like you might even do something that's like slightly productive but if there's something that's like way more productive that might take a lot more willpower that you know that you have the time to do and that you could you're perfectly capable of doing once you set your mind to it yeah and you decide just not to do that thing and you do something that like is 
I mean, they're, they're, like I said, there could still be productive things that I think can be considered lazy, but lazy mm-hmm. is just when there's something that you could be doing better and you choose not to. Yeah. And, and why do you prefer to do those things that you would consider more productive than the other if you're totally capable of doing it? <laughs> because you're lazy. <laughs> How long to you is lazy? Like, what's your... Do you have a time where it's like, oh, if I do this for this long, it's lazy? Because you could just be on your phone for five minutes. Do you think you were lazy for five minutes? Or do you think, because you could have been reading scriptures instead for five minutes. Or do you feel like laziness is more of a word that's being thrown around? I I do. And I think... uh... That is, yeah, laziness now that I think about it. I don't know how this conversation got to this point, but it's actually really interesting. (laughs) Um, But laziness is kind of, it's relative and all those things. And like you were saying, like playing on your phone for five minutes, I think it's all about the intention behind that. So if you were playing on your phone for five minutes and then you're like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing right now. I need to go do something else. I don't think those five minutes were lazy because maybe they gave you the time to relax or something or if you're Mm -hmm. going into it thinking okay i'm gonna take this little bit of time to relax Mm -hmm. i don't think that's lazy but it's lazy if you are procrastinating yeah (laughs) if you're doing it because you know there's something else looming that you need to be doing Mm -hmm. and especially when it comes to like technology and those types of things because a lot of the time you're not nourishing your relationships with other people whereas when you're doing other fun things you might be But what do you think about laziness? (laughs) Oh, laziness? I think, honestly, it's something that's been thrown around a lot. Just because it's like, I could micromanage my entire day and say, look, if I go on my phone for five minutes, I have a lazy five minutes or I could have been reading scriptures. I could micromanage my way through that. But is that truly the five minutes I invested on my phone? Is that truly going to give me less happiness or less blessings like is that going to change me in my eternity those five minutes (laughs) so to me i feel like yeah the word lazy is used when it's supposed to be used sometimes but a lot of the times i feel like we're in a society where we feel pressured to always be moving always being proactive always being productive and if you don't then you lost the five minutes that you could have yeah that keeps adding up to your life which equals to six months and you could yeah. be six months ahead <laughs> and you could have your own business by now by 23 yeah. you could have you could be the ceo have a lamborghini or even a <laughs> tesla look at yeah. that your neighbor has a tesla and you don't you know yeah he does i feel (laughs) whoa did i just read your mind no but i feel like laziness to me if i need an afternoon where i'm like you know what i could be doing homework right now i just need time to chill i Mm want to talk to this friend or even it's just i would just want to listen to music right now it's like if it's gonna leave me more peace i might I might be behind on some things later. It's all about like the balance and what I need. And I know it's not like God's going to be like, dang, you were lazy <laughs> that day. You're not going to do good on, on this test. You didn't study enough. You're going to get an F. Yeah. Or you're going to not, you're not going to get an A. Well, <laughs> it's, but to me, like, I feel like I've realized now that laziness is just 
I feel like it's more of a instead of a word that you use to describe a uh, time like today I was lazy I feel like that's a little bit too like nitpicky if that makes yeah. sense to me lazy is like wait, let's look up the word lazy <laughs> and while you're doing that one thought that I have is like when you say like I was lazy mm-hmm. um, we need to not put those types of negative words like as our identity itself yeah. because people will say I am mad I am sad like you could say I feel mad I feel upset but uh I think that it's kind of a problem once you start to identify with those terms and then you that's when you start kicking yourself in the butt and you're just <laughs> getting further and further down you're like oh I'm such a I'm so lazy and you know yeah and to me there's so many words that you can use for negative effects and so many that you can use for positive and like I guess lazy is another bad like a negative way that you could I, I guess the word lazy is negative. A lot of people, when they think lazy, they're like, oh, this kid, or yeah. oh, doing this, that's lazy. But in the dictionary, it says lazy <laughs> is unwilling to do work or use energy. But it doesn't say how much time. It doesn't say today you were lazy because you watched a movie instead of doing getting ahead on homework. Yeah. You know? So to me, I realize that when people use the word lazy and productive as like, opposite i feel like lazy could be the opposite of productive but a lot of the times i feel like laziness shouldn't be used as something that you're just you're needing like you shouldn't be saying oh um i didn't finish my assignment that's lazy well what else did you do the entire day did you wake up (laughs) that's a miracle did you brush your teeth no okay go brush your teeth you know there's (laughs) different things that that could have been a productive day or say someone got a super bad concussion and now they can't do as much or someone got in an accident now they're in a wheelchair they can't do as much would you call them lazy because they couldn't do the same things that they used to do no no so i feel like to me lazy is like when you identify oh yeah um this is going on for too long i'm not doing my work at all Mm-hmm. And that's when I should, oh, let me go start doing it and being motivated. That's when you motivate yourself, but calling yourself lazy. Or I just feel like this is what people need to hear sometimes because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't do as much as other people. My 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 partner, my physics partner is yeah. smarter than me because he puts so much work. Yeah, he can put in work, but he's got lazy days too. Yeah. He, he goes watch movies. I've he might go out more than you do, you know? Yeah. So there's different things where I feel like people are throwing around the word lazy a lot. Yeah. It's too much. And, I mean, one way I would kind of view that is, like, I do think lazy, in essence, kind of does mean something like like it said in the dictionary, mm-hmm. like unwilling to do yeah. <laughs> work. Uh, but maybe there's other words that we can use for that because I do think lazy is kind of inherently a negative term. Mm-hmm. Um maybe just like recharging take this time to nourish your i don't know like to think or because i think they're i don't know everyone's so different and like you said just because someone is doing more in the physical world than you doesn't mean that you're lazy yeah and man because <laughs> there's other words it says one of the word is work shy sluggish lethargic inactive so someone that's inactive in their religion would you 
you wouldn't call them necessarily lazy. Those mm-hmm. are just nicer words that mean the same thing. Yeah. But I feel like the word lazy is being used when it shouldn't be. Yeah. I, I and think so I think too. that's what's damaging a lot of people in the way that they view themselves. Yeah. Because it's not always about body image. It's about your work ethic too. It's about how you see yourself viewing others as well. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, today I was judgmental. Okay, tomorrow you cannot be doing that. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> the next hour. And if you fall back again, the first part is just understanding that, yeah, I needed to do that. Or, yeah. yeah, I was judgmental and I can work on it. But I feel like there's so many words, not just lazy, but other words that are being thrown out. And I think words have such a massive impact on because everyone's identifying with these words or they're it just makes you feel bad about yourself and i think it's just how you approach everything and you need like i think people need to start rooting out a lot of words and like i think everything you do is such a different experience from even the last time that you did that same thing you become like a slightly different person everything is so different that you can't possibly put anything under the same umbrella and if you think that playing on your phone, you add it, you add up mm-hmm. all that time or whatever, you know, like you're saying by the end of your life, it's weeks and months of time that could have been better spent. You weren't doing, you weren't just being purely lazy in that time. Maybe you were realizing that you needed to go do something else or that you needed mm-hmm. that time. And yeah, I don't, <laughs> I haven't thought too much about the term lazy, but I think we need to just don't think about those words and when you're going to do things on a daily basis don't just think oh this is lazy or this is productive <laughs> yeah and i feel like people shouldn't feel like everything they do is for a purpose yeah that's good to have purpose in everything you do and i even said that i try to find purpose but to a limit there's always a limit to everything because yeah. then it become it can become an obsession and obsessions always become addictive yeah and that's kind of a problem. I, I guess I do, like, kind of suffer from, like, wanting everything to be super, super purposeful. <laughs> and, you know, and that's kind of not realistic, but uh, you can learn from everything. So I think that everything does have even the smallest bit of purpose. Maybe we're thinking about purpose in different ways here. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, but I, I see what you're saying. And we can't, we just can't get hung up over the tiny moments that we mess up and that just turns into a habit of getting upset with yourself Mm -hmm. for those things and that's when it can spiral you out of control and then it's really hard to get back on track all right what have you learned in 2020 2020 overall stick with the people that you want to be in your life be more positive and learning experiences and if it doesn't affect you in eternity don't worry about it too much yeah and everything happens for a reason if you don't get in the college you want if you don't get the score you wanted if you don't stick with a friend for a while there's always something that'll come out of it and god knows more than you do so i learned in 2020 that i should just relax and realize that yeah if i do my best that's the best that i can do and god will bless me in the way that i'm it's needed and of course i'm gonna continue to try to do what's best and have passion and influencing people is great but honestly i feel like if it's not gonna hurt me and 
it the eternity it shouldn't matter too much right now yeah and see that's a concept that i think a lot of uh us and i'm sure that like to some extent everyone has a hard time wrapping their head around because it really is like you know what that person says to you at school or all those things you know like it doesn't matter in eternity (laughs) and then it could it could even be like a very traumatic experience and it could be like a big phase or big thing that's gone through your life it could just something you're living with but yeah um just knowing that i will be blessed in the way that i am even if my life is completely different from what i think it will be or turn out god is right by my side and i shouldn't worry and of course there's gonna be days where i'm gonna have bad days i'm gonna worry why is this happening to me i don't feel the purpose of why this is going on or why i'm doing what i'm doing or am i doing the right thing right now is it the path for me it'll work out and if it doesn't you can learn from it and get back on track but it's nothing to worry about yeah there's always going to be a second chance and you shouldn't take things for granted yeah and like to that uh i would say that um everything has the the amount of energy and purpose that you get give it and if there is something that just you know that happened that like oh crap i shouldn't have done that or something Mm -hmm. uh if you continue to feed that to and like feed energy in your mind to that thing that you can't change anymore that is what will affect you in eternity so like you can make anything affect you in eternity if you depending on the attitude you take away from it Mm -hmm. and so if you dwell on one experience over and over again it's going to hinder your ability to feel like you can get better and Mm -hmm. that's what affects you through eternity Mm -hmm. and so I think that we need yeah just those little things that happen or those little time minutes you waste you feel like you wasted try to learn from them and it's just the attitude and the response that you're able to give everything is what actually matters in eternity and that's how you grow your spirit and that's what actually is matters <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I like that I think counting your blessings is a big thing as well and knowing that everything's gonna turn out fine even though because no one's no one thought that a pandemic was gonna happen and yeah of course that changed other people's lives more than others it maybe didn't change much for some people but everyone learns differently and everyone can take different things from it and sometimes if people don't even feel like they're learning anything in their life it's still good like they're still living their life and yeah and it's important to not judge others that don't feel the same way that you feel Mm -hmm. yeah i just i i like being able to know that others are living their lives the way that they they should yeah and it's and it's not up to you either way and uh one thing you know like you said like if people feel like they're not learning anything i think it's all about how you approach it i think that you'd be surprised if 
by how much you learn every single day. Mm-hmm. Like for example, I've started keep, I have a journal that I write in every night where like I just write like some short experience from the day mm-hmm. and then under it I just write like a thing or two that I learned and I I've been doing it for 2 months and there hasn't been a day where I haven't learned something. Mm-hmm. And I th- <laughs> I think that once you bring that approach into your life and you're just thinking what can I learn from this? I know this sucks or I know that I that this might not matter after this moment what is it that I learned from that and it may be something as simple as you go to work and then there's someone who's super happy and then you know you might recognize like oh that you know I can be happy even in those situations where life is stressful and I can still give off positive energy Mm -hmm. so I think it's all about awareness and being aware that you are capable of learning from everything and once you become aware of that actually try to use that knowledge to change because I think the most important thing is like as we move on to eternity as we move on to the next life is the willingness to change for the better and everything will work out Mm -hmm. um, good if you decide to progress and repent (laughs) and repenting to me just kind of means it means changing for the better because repentance is an action it's not just an acknowledgement of something you did wrong it's Mm -hmm. acknowledging i did this wrong and this is how i'm going to fix it Mm -hmm. i just think that what we're going to carry with us in eternity is the attitude and the willingness if we are willing to do whatever and it's like president nelson said in that talk he gave last conference letting god prevail uh if we're willing to take all the opportunities we have and even if we miss some opportunities learn that we use that as a way to learn of how we can be better at taking opportunities Mm -hmm. then that's where we'll be able to learn what we need to learn on earth so is there have there been any like spiritual things that you feel like have manifested themselves in you this year or like any big things you've learned that strengthen your faith just like I just mean in 2020 specifically 2020 yeah just doing the little things not because I know that it's good not because I know I'm supposed to do it but because I feel good doing it yeah I feel like there's difference between investing and feeling productive and having purpose and doing something that makes me feel good yeah and of course people can argue well, because it makes you feel good, that doesn't always make it good. But yeah. there's always a limit and everyone... Yeah, I just feel like I do things spiritually because I feel good about it and not because other people are telling me to do it or because I know I'm supposed to do it. I yeah. want to feel like what I'm doing, I feel happy about. Yeah, and that that's really cool. And I think that, uh, shoot, oh, I thought I had something good. <laughs> yes, okay, there we go. <laughs> so uh, that's an interesting thought because people will criticize people for, like, if people are happier or they exude more positive energy, people tend to, like, think, man, they're just doing stuff that makes them happy or, like, it's just come easy to them. But um, one thing I learned from a podcast with Matthew McConaughey, and uh, I think it was Rich Roll, he said the most selfish things you can do are the best things for you in the sense that because if you do things now like drugs and all these things that people deem as selfish, 
you know, the rest of your life's going to be, <laughs> it could suck. Like it could turn into this total, like you feel like you can't trust anyone. So the most selfish thing you can do is the best thing you can do because it will set you up for a future where you feel like you can build relationships and actually find purpose in what you're doing. So people need, we need to stop thinking that if something makes you happy, then it's probably not the best thing for you to be doing. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think there's a healthy amount of like getting out of your comfort zone, but you can still be happy doing that, I think. <laughs> you can be happy through your growth and the most selfish things are the things that are Okay, wait. <laughs> the thing, yeah, no, I already said all of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just repeating myself. But it, does that make sense? Yeah, I like that. So, I mean, we're coming up on like an hour and a half. <laughs> so, uh, just kind of to take away from this conversation, we talked about a lot of good things from purpose and kind of using words differently mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, are there anything, is there anything you learned just? talking like just yeah. right now but i i enjoy being able to talk to people and open up because i feel like there's difference between having a connection with someone and just talking to them mm -hmm. and i think there's different purposes in having different friendships and relationships but i i think the overall most important thing is is just having support and knowing that you can talk to anyone about anything yeah Without feeling judgment, of course, there's certain things people shouldn't say to others. But honestly, I just feel like it's important to be able to talk and communicate freely yeah. to friends, family members, just anyone, even at work. Just different people being able to talk to someone and feeling open and honest without judgment is important for everyone being able to have like some sort of foundation with a friendship where you can reconnect and have a fun time whether it's going out for activities or just talking or having a movie night like there's always some things that can come from just talking yeah and i think yeah one thought i had as you're saying that is like it's really good to be able to have this these open type of conversations and you know this seems to be a little bit more of like a <laughs> a formal thing like hardly but like you know we have microphones in front of us <laughs> microscopic microscopic I'm microphones I'm um, <laughs> but uh i think that we need to see the value in things that are like scheduled too because it seems like you know like and me and you scheduled doing this like we scheduled oh we're gonna talk for an hour and a half <laughs> and i think that's actually really really good because like when you set are willing to set aside the time to do things like that you make it possible for those things to come and that's why i think like in the church like what the bishop does is so amazing because like he's you know he's like scheduled to meet with all these people and it might just seem like this list and this massive chore and you know he's not even getting paid for any of it <laughs> but when you are able to have the time to sit down with someone and actually have a conversation once you get into it and once you start to open up you'll learn new things no matter what I, well I guess no matter what you'll at the very least you'll learn something new about that person you're talking to I think that we need to not think of and maybe this is just me reflecting from myself because I've always think to think of thought of <laughs> scheduled things as like a chore yeah <laughs> um, but being able to you know set aside the time to do those things and 
put it in your schedule, whatever. It doesn't have to be like you can still get value from anything that happens. And just because yeah. you just because you went to school and had your class yesterday and didn't learn anything doesn't mean that the next time you go, you're not going to learn something else. Yeah, I think it's being better than you did a minute ago, an hour ago, a day ago, a month ago, and so on. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Uh, so just to close up here, what are a few things that you think the world needs to know? Hmm. What the world needs to know. Are you listening, world? I'm about to spit some facts. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, for right now, what I'm feeling and what I've learned recently, the biggest thing is that everyone's equal. Yeah. That's the first thing. Everyone's equal. Everyone, whether it's the skin color, race, your gender, anything, literally anything, everyone's equal. But that's what makes us amazing because we're equal, but we're so different. different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're so different, but there's people complement each other, and people come together and they create beautiful things and. Maybe it's just individual as well, but yeah. everyone is equal. That's probably the first thing. Yeah, and sorry, can I say something mm -hmm. about that? Just from like a purely temporal standpoint, you know, we're not all equal. Like, not everyone has the, the money or the resources mm -hmm. to do things. But I, I believe that no matter what situation you're in, you have, we're all equal in the sense that God gave all of us the chance to have the opportunities that we needed on this earth to grow yeah I, when i think of we're all equal i think we're all humans that are going through the same thing we're yeah. here on earth some <laughs> longer than others but we're still here yeah. like the same yeah. existential craziness that like it's and i love like that there was a video we watched in seminary yesterday just about how just us existing in itself mm -hmm. is a bigger miracle than any than most uh, miracles that people will call a miracle, you know? <laughs> and yeah, so coming from that, we're all living in the same, like we've had our memories wiped. <laughs> we've been sent here and I think it's just an accelerated growth stage. And for other people that don't um, have the same beliefs, I, I think that's still important to understand that everyone's equal no matter what. Yeah. And it's, it's cool to, to know that even though someone can be so different or so similar finding a passion whether it's an activity or doing something having a passion and being able to live and strive for it whether it's the gospel as well religion anything yeah. a belief system if you find a passion and you're passionate about don't let it go either yeah like if you find happiness in doing something and you know it's not like negative it's not yeah. like oh i'm coping so i'm gonna take drugs that made me feel happy <laughs> no it's like truly like oh this is good for me i can make this a, a job i can make this a career if you May, truly use it to serve you can use it to serve yeah but just serve yourself as well like yeah put yourself first and you need to you are one of those people who needs to be served in a way yeah. and you need in order for you to actually be able to serve people you need to invest serious energy in yeah. yourself of course everyone's equal but yeah everyone like yourself is who you know the best so yeah get awesome. to know them too yeah yeah the second thing everyone goes to different things everyone has gone through different things and even if they have a family member say one family goes through a death and of, of a loved one one sibling can react totally different to another and no matter how they cope with it why they do it 
one finds passion, the other one doesn't, or they both find passion, or both of them don't, or yeah. anything. There's no reason to judge. Yeah. You could be in the same shoes. Like I said, everyone's equal. Just honestly, the biggest thing is it's easier and, said than done. And you know what's cool is like, I think based on like what we've learned in our religion, Christ is the only one who has the right to judge because mm-hmm. he knows what we went through. But even when he was on earth, he didn't judge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he never showed any of that. He just get, he just helped people in any way that they could be helped to help them realize what they needed to know in this mm-hmm. life. Okay, one last one. I Honestly, this is simple and everyone probably already knows this, but life's too short and love like there's no tomorrow. There's like no way that you shouldn't be happy now and life is short live in the moment if you want to do something do it there's no like you can always get back and brush it off and keep going but life is too short have fun while you're doing it (laughs) yeah and recognize it's possible to live in the moment and because it seems really hard once you're first Mm -hmm. starting to learn that and you know all of us have those times where we just feel overwhelmed with the future but Mm -hmm. it's a personal journey to figure out how to live in the moment and I think that just having conversation and studying and learning from as many people and places as you can is kind of how you learn those very eternal and universal principles that actually make life meaningful all right do you have anything else to say (laughs) thank you for letting me on your podcast of (laughs) course if anyone else uh (laughs) if anyone else wants to join in uh coleman's got a podcast oh yeah but uh yeah thank you for coming on i think there's a lot of things that people can learn and i i think i had a few realizations that i think were good i'll have to listen back on this because i have to edit it anyway but (laughs) (laughs) but thank you very much and everyone have a happy thanksgiving and christmas That was an awesome conversation, wasn't it? I think you can tell there are a lot of times where we're just trying to think through things and come to a conclusion by bouncing things off of each other and just continually asking questions. And I think there's a lot of value in that. And, you know, this isn't straight information from us, but it's real. It's our real selves trying to have a conversation. I don't know if you noticed, but I think it was lots of times where I started laughing really loud. And I think it was because I was uncomfortable not doing the podcast just with the questions she asked me. I hadn't thought about him too much. It was kind of a defense mechanism in a way, so that's probably where that came from. And as I close up here, I just wanted to clarify a few things and talk about a few things that she helped me realize. One thing she helped me realize going into the podcast, and also we talked about it after, was kind of what my purpose is with the podcast, and it helped me realize that I need a clear purpose, I need an important purpose, and Currently, I feel like that purpose is to create a platform for people to show who they really are and also for people, especially in high school as it is right now with my podcast, to hear perspectives and understand that they're not alone in so many things. And, you know, it's not like a clear purpose statement that I have, but I am going to hopefully figure out as I go along a clearer and clearer reason for doing this. She brought some big cool themes and perspectives into it such as having a good attitude about things because you can pretty much make any situation good with an attitude and you know it's very very hard 
to do that in every situation to have a great attitude, but it's possible and it's important to develop that. When we talked about school a little bit, she helped me realize the value in having a bunch of different teachers. And I had never thought about school in this way, but it's such a incredible opportunity to basically learn from a bunch of different bosses. It can be almost like a psychology experiment for you to figure out what things you need to take from each teacher, from each class. It's just the social aspect of school is so incredible that I think it makes up for a lot of school's faults. And it was cool how she brought up with the symphony thing because, you know, we we talk about how everyone has a different role in this life and we all work together as a symphony, but in reality, your own personal life does that as well, which is really, really cool. Just little moments and bits of your life work together to create something amazing and it's a symphony in itself. We talked a little bit about judgment and how we all experience judgment and we need to understand what that feels like and use that to help us desire not to judge others. She talked about complimenting which is something I'm not very good at but she did say we, <laughs> it's a practice you need to actually put effort into doing it. So I think that's something valuable to learn from for sure. She talked about how she wants people to be able to look back on her and look at her as someone who was willing to help and always was trying to be positive and you know with a lot of relationships that all that's what we should be striving to do and all we can ask for is that they remember us in a good way so we have to give them reason to do that it was interesting when we got into the subject of laziness i think one thing to clarify is i think it was kind of a relaxation versus laziness issue because our world seems to take any time where you're not being productive as laziness when really you need relaxation time and it's very, very important and valuable to your life. So we need to not get upset at people when they're not doing the absolute most productive thing because that relaxation is actually productive in a sense because it allows you to be more productive when it's time to do that, if that makes sense. When I was talking about how I would feel like my summers were a failure or whatever I kind of realized later on that that was almost good for me that I didn't do too much because it kind of taught me you can view those few experiences that are a lot different as very very valuable and it teaches you to find more value in those little things so I don't <laughs> I no longer really regret having those summers where I felt like I wasn't doing very much because I found value and I actually remember the things that I did which I think is really really cool it was interesting how much she got my brain moving just because it was kind of unfamiliar territory I was dipping into with trying to articulate what I was saying and I think that's really cool and I'm hoping that this podcast makes it so that I'm more capable of doing that and I even as she's saying things to me I have to learn to let go of a thing I wanted to say before because there is usually something more valuable to be taken from what she's saying and I need to get better at letting go of anything that I decided I wanted to say before the conversation or during the conversation. This kind of helped me realize that I need to be more willing to just talk about wherever the conversation goes and put my energy toward that. There are a lot of great things in this conversation. I can't really say for sure what one part was my favorite. Or what I learned from the most but I'm sure that there are things that you learned from this and I hope that you can take it and apply it in your life and once again I just want to thank Nicole for the great conversation and I hope that this is something that we can look back on even if no one's really listening to it and just 
either laugh or realize what we used to be like as kids because that's actually part of my purpose with the podcast too I think it's kind of a journal in a sense and I'm hoping to interview a lot of people in my life so that I have this to look back on and they do as well so I hope that everyone has a great Thanksgiving and please let me know if you want to be on the podcast because I would be more than happy to do one with you